What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what's up, guys? This is the AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show. Tonight, we're recapping episode 18 of season five, Till Death Do Us Part. Did you cry? I did. <laughs> Let's break it down. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and start the show. Uh, your gladiators are here, starting with me, Emil Innish Jr. Hey, everyone, I'm Sophia Stanley. Hi, I'm Bam Erickson. And Cornelia is not here with us because she's out there hustling in those streets doing her stand-up. So she is doing another comedy show tonight. If you're in the L.A. area, make sure you check it out. You can find her dates and stuff on her Instagram and social media. Um, but best of luck to you, Cornelia. We miss you. Guys, before we even break this episode down, and I know this may be weird because you guys know in the past I've been diehard Olitz with my reasons for the first time yes uh first of all i actually believe the jake and olivia thing Mm -hmm. and their relationship second of all and this is a, a a big deal this episode right here broke my top three this episode right here had me in tears and i think the reason why is because just the emotion that I felt Mm -hmm. and the acting like everything about it just felt so it didn't feel like it was a pain to watch not like Scandal really is a pain to watch ever but there's just something about it and remember my favorite episode of all time is the trail from episode 6 and we even had a scene similar to that we'll break it down anyway this was this is in my top 3 now I think I said whether or not it was last episode or two episodes ago I thought that it was impossible for me to become reconnected with Scandal. I had, in essence, kind of thrown my hands up. You know what I mean? I was here, but I wasn't really here. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I completely agree with everything that you said. It is not my top three. (laughs) However, I completely agree that it it was such a perfect episode. Like, it was so... It was so... The acting, it wasn't forced. There was an ease to it. There weren't too many players. Like, if you think about it, for the most part, it was really a three-person episode. Mm -hmm. It was really only Rowan, Jake, and Olivia, the Mm -hmm. Trinity, right? I still have my own theories about who the Trinity really is. However, just like you, it was the first time, not only did I not dislike Jake, I was like, he makes sense. Yes. It makes sense. The chemistry makes sense. And I think that for me, what I had always said before, why I was so disgusted before, was because the um, the salacious nature of the, oh, I can do what he can do for you, never felt authentic to me. Mm-hmm. Because that felt cheap. Mm-hmm. However, to me, what I felt was to people who not only cared about one another, but in a sick, twisted way were bonded by their abusive father. Mm-hmm. And that that dichotomy of it, I, 
I like I literally couldn't fathom. There were yeah. moments in that I, I I literally couldn't watch or I couldn't imagine what I was seeing because they were taking me places that I could have never anticipated. And for me as a viewer, when I can't anticipate the next move and I'm genuinely surprised and I'm emoting in a way that I didn't think was possible, to me that reminds me of why it is that <coughs> I call myself a gladiator. Well said. I'm on the fence um, if I like the episode or not. Um, I do think it was beyond well-written, um, great character development. Um, we've gone so many years not realizing the connection between Jake and Reverend Ike and never once complained or questioned it. And for them to like hit us with it when we didn't expect it, I thought was great. But I'm 50-50 and I'll tell you why I like some parts and why some parts I didn't. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> I didn't write, normally I write topics down and we break it down that way. But with this episode, since like Sophia said, it really was almost a trinity. Um, we really don't need a topic. We're just going to kind of go. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about Jake's childhood. And we have uh, the flashback and we see how Jake was formed and the things that he dealt with. And we find out about his father and just the way they introduced it was it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline brilliant and very well done um and even when we see not current jake but when you see the young boy and then flashback to jake when he was in the navy it was very very good casting um so everything about that was great what i will say is as we progress with the flashbacks from jake's childhood to the navy to how he dealt with rowan like Sophia said, this is the first time that we've really gotten an explanation of Jake and we've really gotten a chance to understand who he is as a person and why he is the way he is. And maybe that's the reason why I finally mm-hmm. got that connection and why it felt like I'm kind of rooting for you. It's, it's because the facade was gone. Yes. It's, it's that in, in essence, what we got was, and I can't believe I can't remember his name. Blair Johnson, John, someone on Twitter, please, if you're watching us right now, please tell me what Jake's real name is. Oh, I feel it's Peter. Peter uh, Harris. Thank you, Peter Harris. I feel like what we got today was Pete Harris. Mm -hmm. So I think that that we really got him, and for a split second, we really got Olivia. Mm -hmm. So I think that we both got, and and not in a in a weird way, we both got their child self, and there's something pure and authentic about that. So therefore. It's almost like there was nothing for us to um, pick at. D- does that make sense? There's a, there's a pure innocence about a child because there's nothing calculated. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt. I didn't feel calculated. I felt pure, authentic, raw emotion, and I feel like we can't argue with that. Yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm like waiting for the. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So it was. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. So we had the flashbacks. I think, and I'm gonna jump way forward, and then we can jump back and analyze. But the, I guess, most emotional scene for me with the flashback, it wasn't really the punching scenes and the, the hitting. It was the scene where he really breaks down, and after he's been in the hole, and tells him, you know you're responsible for yes. for your sister. And as it was going, at first it was harsh, but when it kept going and then we learned that not only was she raped and he could possibly hear next door what was happening, her screaming, stop it, and of course the mother's not going to do anything. When we hear that she aborted a child and she hung herself next to the house, that's when it took a whole nother level. And I knew, we knew that, that Rowan was dirty before, and he was gutta, but I, I I just don't know if I was mentally prepared yeah. for because we we've we've all heard ruins of monologues and you know there's a love hate relationship depending on if you like him or not with the monologue specifically. But when we heard this one, or me especially when I heard this one, it just took me to another level. I was like, I did not know. And granted, I should have, because in order to get these people to be your essentially slaves mm-hmm. and do your yeah. bidding, you have to take them to that level. 
All I know is I don't want Roman to ever know any of my secrets mm-hmm. or anything about my life because that shit was fucked up. Completely. Because I, th- I, I think what happened is, in essence, we were, for that split second, so for whatever the, the length of the monologue, let's just say the monologue was two minutes and 30 seconds, it's almost as if we were there in that abusive mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the, the feelings that we were feeling, we were not only feeling what what Pete, Jake, must have felt in that house. What I think made it worse is, is at least for me, that internal conflict where there's a part of me that's thinking when Rowan said, how could a 17-year-old boy on the verge of manhood let that happen, I was like, oh my God, no, you're totally right. Like, you're horrible. But then the other part of me is like, no, because you have this child who from, it doesn't even matter what age, a child who has been victimized by being in this situation and obviously seems helpless and who's also mother, who is also the other parental figure, is not protecting him. How is that person going to mature into adulthood in a way that they think that they can protect anybody. Mm-hmm. They're just as scared, just as fearful, just as 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 broken as his sister. So I think that the fact that those truths can exist together show not only how complicated the situation is, but how complicated Jake's relationship with Rowan is. And then to add another level, that there is absolutely no place Rowan will not go to get what he needs. And then lastly, for me, and if you remember, and I can't remember what season it is, I think it was season three, the first time we were introduced to Rowan in connection to Huck when Huck is coming out of the trailer. Do you remember this? And and like he's, I think he's like either following, he's either following Huck or something, or Huck's following him. And he turns and he goes, said something like, yes, son. And you see Huck kind of back down. I had somehow always thought that Rowan's influence was purely mental. Mm -hmm. The fact that he really is like, like a ninja. And the fact that he, think about it. Like Jake is a Navy, arguably probably like a Navy SEAL. The fact that Rowan literally anticipated every single physical move and counteracted in the way that Rowan did, I didn't also see that coming. Because that's a different level of actually getting your hands dirty, right? Like, what's a rap song when he's like, I don't get my hands dirty because I wear gloves or something? Like, I keep my hands clean. Some, Anyways, maybe you'll think about it. Anyways, I thought he was that dude. I I thought he was that dude who he's always delegating doing the dirty work, Mm. not that he would actually ever do it himself. Yeah. To me, that also, in a weird way, and I'm going to connect it back to when they're in the church, connects in some weird way that he really does view him as his child. Oh, yeah, he does So sure. that's, that's why he actually had to reprimand him physically. Does it make sense? I don't think he did that with all the recruits. And the same way that in the church, that's why he squeezes Olivia's hand like that. Yeah. But it's, only, it's the only two times we've ever seen Rowan get physical yeah. with his daughter mm-hmm. and his son. Totally, there is a, a, a difference between between uh, between Ike and and then Rowan versus Charlie Huck and the other people. Simply because it's in a weird way, it's almost like do you know sometimes when you have a coach and a specific player who you kind of ride on the most because mm-hmm. they have the most potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it felt like he was Shaq or Kobe. Or Michael Jordan back when he was a senior in high school or a junior in high school. Yeah. Um, But about that specific scene when he when he started to speak about how he he didn't do anything as a seventeen year old. Sophia, I I totally agree with you in the sense of of he was helpless. But what that scene also did for me is that scene made me hate Ike even more than I hate him now. I. I can't stand him, and I was, and I wrote in my, and I wrote in my notes. He must die the series finale, mm. because he is, the, he is the oh, reason, I, he yeah. is the reason why half of these cast members are cuckoo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Liv, yeah. Charlie, um, Quinn by association, Huck, he has to go. No, that's a good one. No, mm-hmm. that's yeah. No. He I, must. No, I'll, yeah, I'll co-sign that. I, yeah, I, 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 I co-sign that as well. <laughs> And, and, you, and you know I, like, adore his character. Mm. And I agree with you. This was the first time when 
I couldn't see it. Yeah. Like I, I, I really, I really, honestly, up until this episode, and I'm sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off, so just jump back in whenever mm-hmm. you want. I really thought that he was like the ends justify the means, yeah. and that there's a certain aspect of truth that, as normal, we the people that we're not willing to accept, and that certain times people have to get their hands dirty for the greater good. Mm-hmm. This was the first time where I was like, nope. no, nope. Yeah. I was like, he was just as bad. He was just as bad as Peter's real dad, minus the beating, the, the all that other stuff that we won't discuss, because he got so he got so deep into that boy's head. It was abuse. It was bully. It was I hate him. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, sure just, agree with that. I hate him. I, I think the. The thing about this episode, too, if you think about not only do we see more or learn about Jake in general and got more layers, we actually got a better look at Rowan, too, mm-hmm. because we, we've we had this idea of Rowan. And like for even though we know Rowan has been involved in, at the genesis of B613, I don't think we ever knew the extent. Mm-hmm. Like we've never seen it from the mm-hmm. beginning when it first began. And it was because we remember we've seen flashbacks of when Huck mm-hmm. was inducted into B613. Mm-hmm. We've never seen like from the actual genesis of it. And that's where I agree with you, Bam, where you said he's like the Kobe or or the the uh, Michael Jordan because Jake was there at yeah. the beginning, recruited yeah. before Huck was. Jake is like his golden child who he really, really, truly wanted for him to be in his likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The, the, the whole thing is just really messed up. Let's move on. Um, so with the flashbacks, I just really liked the way the flashbacks were done. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we we have to just quickly just address Rowan's hair. I don't okay. Um, and then, <laughs> we don't have to say anything, but Rowan's hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know your comments on that on uh, social media if you could let I me know. I hate because <laughs> you know there's this thing now when <laughs> there's this thing now where they do. It's almost like it's like chalk or paint where they do things to uh, to black oh, men's hairline. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so oh, I know what you're talking my about. My barber yeah. did to me once. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I'm sorry. But They're actually, just... that that actually to me would have been better. No, but you, you can see it. Like, you can see it. Uh, no, on the... that, but no, it looks no. like they did a full. No, they did a full. Yeah, what, but, what, yeah. No, I, I think what the problem is, what they did is, because now we're all watching in HD, you actually see where it's connected. Mm-hmm. So when he moves his head, it wrinkles in an unnatural way. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. Your hair, your, when mm-hmm. you go like, go like that, mm-hmm. my forehead wrinkles, but my yeah. hairline doesn't wrinkle. I don't know why they yeah, did. But, they should have did like a, like but a wig what, wig. But what bothered mm-hmm. me was the, was the left side. <laughs> I can't. Okay, enough, 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 I enough, can't. enough. Yes. I will say, though, when my barber did the little... Because I was like, this was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And this is why I used to go to a barber. I shave my head myself now. Because why would I pay? <laughs> Can we just, sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but I need some laughter because this mm-hmm. episode made me cry. And then we'll talk about Carrie's hair. Yes. Or Olivia, sorry. Yes. I brain <laughs> But I used to pay on the corner... I'm not going to tell you the place. But I used to pay... $35. $35? To... <laughs> and y'all know... Like, Is that a t- including the tip? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I used to, it was $40 a tip. So, y'all see Bam's beard, right? Bam mm-hmm. can grow a real beard. I can't grow a real beard. Y'all seen what I can grow. Like, my beard goes in scraggly. I would pay for them to shave my head, essentially, and to give, like, do whatever. They, they got off on me, man. Like, they were charging me. Th- and I was like, oh, I'm getting the hookup. One day I was like, I want to uh, get my hair cut for my headshots. And I was like, but my hairline, my hair is just thinner right here. And I was like, so can you do something? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll hook you up. So he did a little stuff. I'm thinking, okay, my headshots tomorrow's going to last. And when I woke up in the morning, that shit was like patched up. <laughs> Basically, it doesn't, like, unless you unless you can afford to have a barber like LeBron or somebody who, oh, that wasn't shade. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. okay, no, no, no. That wasn't shade. Okay. Focus. But Focus. <laughs> last thing, if you can't afford to have a barber like every day where they can like make sure it's always tight, then don't do it. Now let's get into the scandal again. Okay. Um, Carrie White or yes, Olivia's hair. Olivia's hair. I. Loved it. I completely agree. <clears throat> Loved it. And this is the thing is, is that what they were doing is there was, again, there was an authenticity. Mm-hmm. There was a rawness. Like, I kept looking at Emil and I was like, she's so beautiful. We obviously know she's beautiful, but there's something about seeing her scaled down and even just that, that the, the one feature of having her hair curly, meaning she's not waking up every morning and straightening her hair because she's not going to work allowed you to actually view her differently. And I think that's why we were able to actually 
feel the vulnerability because we were actually watching a different person. Well, if you, you guys know, remember, go ahead. You know what I saw when I saw um, her with the with the with her hair out? Have you ever seen her in Fantastic Four when she plays the blind lady married to Michael um, Michael Chiklis in Fantastic Four? Mm -mm. Well, Carrie Washington had had the similar do, and that was when she was heavier. You know, she's a little thin now, but her I like the fact of her hair pulled back and it and her hair was curly because she looked like the young full face Olivia or Carrie Washington and Fantastic Four before did she have like curly hair and save the last dance too? Yeah. No, but that was no, a different no, kind of curly. No, she totally did. Yeah, but that was uh -huh. a different kind of curly. Uh, I, I, really? I, not not really. It's I just I your hair say is longer though, now and just pulled up. Let Same me know was, let me know if oh, I'm if I'm wrong. It reminded me and if you guys know or the fans know what it reminded me of, and I'm just trying to remember, is when they showed us the flashbacks from the island. Yeah. It took me that, back to that place. And <clears> in <throat> that moment, it was kind of like, not only was, and granted, she was at first playing Jake so she could get information, mm -hmm. but it kind of took me back to we were standing in the sun together. Mm -hmm. And it was that moment again with them of vulnerability. And and the only other time we've seen it, too, is remember that that um, the time right before you thought that Melly was going to out them. Mm -hmm. Remember? And they were in her house, her and Fitz, and they were in the shower, and they were just, like, able to every day wake up together and not jump into that work mode of yeah. actually really being in a couple. Because that, that there's a certain level of intimacy. I think what they were able to do is they were able to let us in on their relationship from a different perspective that felt intimate and real. And so, yes, even fast forward after they had sex, and in this instance, I would actually say they made love. It was beautiful. You literally, when he was even, when he was like, oh, can we just continue, like, pretend like last night is still continued? Like, that's what would happen. Does that make sense? Like, it's, it's, this is gonna sound corny. When you're not in a real relationship, you still care in the morning what you look like. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my God, is my breast smell? Like, is my hair messed up? Or is my makeup smell? Like, Let me you hold care about, my gas. Do you, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you care about all those things. When you're really in a relationship, you don't care about that because it's 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 the love that bonds. Y'all, I can't even. Y'all know, know, you're just hooking up. Y'all be holding the gas. Y'all know. Oh, I can't fart right now. Oh Lord! And then you can't go to the bathroom either because he he gonna go in there after. Oh, let me brush my teeth. Oh no, you need to go to the other one. <laughs> it's the only bathroom I got, baby. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Yes. There was there was. I like to say it because I used in the show episodes ago or seasons ago. The Chinese wall was down. Yes, exactly. And there wasn't. There was like you said, authenticity. There wasn't any front, and it was just yeah. beautiful to see. And it yeah. was the first time where. I think we've seen, or maybe it's just the first time I've actually enjoyed it and can see that they were making love. Completely. And and sorry, just to piggyback on what Bam said, she did look significantly younger in a mm -hmm. good way. Mm -hmm. So you were, you were feeling that youthful vulnerability. And I loved how she, it, right when they were about to, to have sex, she was about to go back into their normal roles. Mm -hmm. And the way he grabbed her arm, for that split second, I was like, are you? And then the way that he was, no, he was holding her yep. arm to basically be like, no, that's not what we're gonna yep. do. And I literally had to take my headphones off because we watch y'all like in front of all of these people and they were like <laughs> trying to shush us and that was not happening. I looked at Emil and I go, I feel like such a traitor because I was so, I was so here for it. I felt like I was literally, I, you know I'm an OLED fan like through and through, but I was so, it felt authentic to me. It didn't make me gag. It felt real. Wait, what, man, what you got, what you got to say? What an, uh, up until that, it was cute. <laughs> but It was cute? The conversation, the, 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 the after sex or after making love conversation is what really annoyed me. Why? Because <clears throat> she starts asking all these questions. She gives her plot away. And then also, they're having a conversation in Reverend Ike's house. The man who you cannot trust. Wait, but they, they had sex after mm -hmm. her plot question. But mm -hmm. I will say, I, I, I do agree, though, with having the conversation in Reverend Ike's house. Because mm -hmm. I didn't say this in there. But I'm like, you're, you, he like, probably has a bug. Like, you don't ever, like, he is, he is. Yeah. He's the worst man on this planet. Yeah. Like, I agree with that for sure. I agree with that. But, but, but for me, and I, I, I completely agree with you, a hundred percent. However, that to me showed how they were in their bubble. 
for oh, a yeah. split second, mm-hmm. they literally forgot that they were in Reverend Dykes' house. Think about it. They're so used to pretending, and even that's why, going back to scene when she's pretending to, to drink and pretending to be drunk, that's why there are moments when you're like, is she faking, is she not faking? Mm-hmm. So even that's why when... when um. When he was like, when she's like, oh, are you going to marry her? Do you love her? And he's like, I don't love her. And you had that moment. I think it was Emil. You said, wait, is she still faking? Yeah. Do, do, do you know I mean? Because you, you and, and, and I think that was such good, not only writing, but such good acting because it was going in and out. So even when she went upstairs, there was a moment when you're like, did she just play him? Yeah. But is she really in her feelings? Is she not in her feelings? So I feel like what happened is they forgot where they were because... And this is where this show is getting so twisted in a way that I actually am here for. Think about it. They're in their home. So regardless of whether or not we know what we know about Reverend Ike, that for them, and I don't mean to use it, it's their house. Mm -hmm. So it's actually the one place that they actually feel the most comfortable. So even though, yes, even though they should know better, it's actually the one place that is the most real to them where they wouldn't think about being bugged and being all those things. I know it, I know logically it doesn't yeah. make sense, but emotionally to me it makes sense how they reacted. And see, and you had me until until you said it would make sense. For me it wouldn't make sense because as far as I know, I'm assuming that Olivia only really stayed there during the weekend because he sent her off to boarding school all those years. So she was never really there. Like, that's her room. No, that was there until she was 12, which is the most pitiful times in your life. Think about it. She was there till her mom died at 12. So, so, so theoretically, that's the only thing that she knows as home when in her mind she actually had a nuclear family. So that's why we always I keep agree, saying yeah. even that she's stunted, that yeah. she's stunted at 12, that there's a there's yeah. a lack of emotional maturity. Well, then, and that makes sense how Bam was saying, like, she looks young, too. I think it was a combination, like, being back in your room. Completely. You still have the same posters on the, the wall. The salt and pepper. Dead, Dead Poets Poet Society. Society. Jinx, jinx. <laughs> like, it was just, it was, it, it was a, a cool thing to see. We're going to quickly talk about Vanessa Moss. So uh, when we saw, <clears throat> when we saw uh, the conversation that she had with uh, Quinn and Huck, which it was genius how she was going on her run, mm-hmm. she went and met with them and then they researched to figure it out. I forgot that she's a DC socialite because we were like, why would it be yeah, a big deal totally. when he's an NSA director? She Sorry. must be like a big socialite for yeah. it to be on the cover of the September issue of Vogue. Like, yeah. that's, so I thought I thought it was stupid only because although she was in her little girl mode, like because I'm looking on, I'm looking from the outside. I think that I probably put a bug in her um, and one of her sneakers. Like Reverend Ike is so on top of it. Yeah, we've already kind of it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Sorry. Oh, you're talking about her running. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just like that. Knowing him, he probably did. And that's mm-hmm. another reason why he, she, I mean, I get she's trying yeah. out smarter, but. Yeah, we already um, But with the, with Vanessa, though, when she was outside and they were talking because he went back, Jake went back to the room to talk to Liv <laughs> and he was in there comforting his friend, um, <laughs> AKA Cut Buddy sometimes. Um, <laughs> when he was comforting her, Obviously, she knows this more than the friendship. She gets the feeling that something else is there. When she was standing outside the door, though, and she addressed it and said, I don't even understand why she's here. Bitch, that's my house. That's why I'm here. That's like, why this I'm is here. My dad, get the fuck out of my house, bitch. It, Sorry. That, that, oh, ooh, that ooh, part, ooh, that ooh. part didn't make sense to I'm me because to I could see that don't work. I could see if she was just like a, a ancillary person and she Completely. wasn't have a, yeah. a blood relative in the house. It is Rowan's house, yeah. and that is his daughter. Completely. It doesn't matter why she's here. Yeah. She's back. Why are you here? Exactly. Um. Hello. Hello. They are going to. Uh, where were they leaving to? The, the White the, House. The, the, they were leaving. To what was the occasion though? It was they're for party. their party. They're they're party. Like, they're, they're, they're like, I felt she had every right to be pissed and she could say whatever oh, she, she wanted to right say. To be pissed, she had the right to be pissed, but she had the right to ask. Why is she yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. She has a right to basically be like, why do you care? <laughs> like, I'm your fiance, but not, why is she here? What exactly is the ex- issue? I don't even need to explain why I am in my own goddamn house. Yeah. What you need to be asking is, why are you here? Yeah. That's, That's what she's asking. That's the only question that does Why does Jake live at that house? That's what she needs to ask. Not why is Rowan's daughter in her own house, in her own room. And Jake should have come back and been like, why are you so flustered? Like, Ooh. I would have played with her. Yes. I would have played with her. Are you insecure? Like, oh. <laughs> I would have played with her. I can't deal Sorry. with that. Don't come at me oh, with that. My God. And, then when, and even, like, he didn't even really raise his voice. Don't speak to me that way. He literally kind of was like, oh, go to the White House. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating yeah. it down, but yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't even that bad. Mm-hmm. 
But no, but y'all, you know what I thought, y'all? So literally when he opened the door, like when he went in there, I was like, is she going to sleep with him right now? That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought she was playing, which I'm yeah. glad they didn't I'm take glad that she approach. Didn't. The other way, I was like, this, yeah. she's so good. Because I remember from last week, I think we may have seen that there was going to be some type of sex scene between mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But like you said, because of that, I was thinking <clears> in that moment, mm-hmm. oh, she's going to do right here. That's, mm-hmm. ooh. But now the way they did, it was just And I can't believe perfect. I forgot to say this because I think I said it last week. And if I didn't, not only was I so glad she was faking it because I thought that she was just so brilliant and devious. I was so happy that she wasn't having a breakdown. Yeah. Does it make sense? Like I said yeah. it before. I was like, yo, you really going to have a breakdown over Andrew? Yeah. Are you kidding me? So I thought that was great. <laughs> However, I thought this is what you were going to say. Someone online on Twitter, I think last week said, did Vanessa forget that um, Jake and Olivia went to the state dinner together? That ah! Jake, that Jake was. Remember, was it Jake, mm-hmm. Olivia's pretend boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he's so high profile, like you didn't Google? No, seriously. So part of me is like, yo, you take your sister to the state dinner? I'm sure he probably came up with some some story whatever. for that. Yeah. I was covering for her because you know the president. He came up with something. But no, that that is very, very astute for whoever <laughs> did it on Twitter. Um, okay, so let's talk about what she actually discovered and mm-hmm. how this may play out in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. So Jake is still in love with Liv, as we know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really love Vanessa. And then she found out, well, first of all, when he said he doesn't really love her, how she switched it so quick, she put the bottle down and she just showed him I was faking the whole time. Completely. That was genius. But when... Um, <laughs> He says that uh, he's being part putting put being put on Edison's ticket as VP, mm-hmm. and then Vanessa will be the perfect political wife. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I, I, I guess in my mind, I, I, in my mind, I thought it was going to go somewhere else. But I get how that can play out because Same. knowing Rowan, if he's in VP position, Rowan can probably get rid of Control Edison him. and or even get rid of Edison and then have. Jake take over VP. Right, because I, yeah. I can't see Rowan waiting eight years. Yeah. Oh, just no, like he, on House of Cards, it got rid of... Oh, uh, meaning, yeah. that, meaning that he's just going to control Ro, Rowan into doing what he wants him to do. That, that's his way of having power in the White House. Oh, you mean how Rowan is going to have power? Yeah. I mean, Rowan controls oh, yeah. Jake, yeah. lock, stock, and bear. Right. Like, we saw it. Like, yeah. literally, we saw it. And, and it's ironic that the only, the only person who could break the spell of Rowan is Rowan's actual... Um, legacy. Do, do, do you remember to say, or what was it called when you're like the not the protege, the the progeny? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Literally, Olivia is in fact Rowan's progeny. So think about it. He was willing to actually go against Rowan because he thought that for the first time she was choosing him, that she was in love with him, that they were going to stand in the sun together, and for him that was worth risking possible death because at least for that split second they're going to be together you know what I will say and I obviously can't do it for the show but like there's so many opportunities somebody can just kill Rowan I mean completely, completely. But, but, it, but this is what it shows though and this is why I actually love the show because I, don't, I, I just have to keep it 100 so I'm going to give you the very short version I grew up, I don't know if most of you guys know this, but um, I grew up in a predominantly uh, white town. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say this is it's, it's relevant. My mom and my dad are both Jamaican. So I think if you know anything about Jamaican parents, they're fairly strict. However, because I grew up in a white neighborhood where in Boston, which culturally was very different than how I grew up, every once in a while, like I would try to mouth off, right? <laughs> and when I would try to mouth off, and I would sometimes try to do this in public... Uh, I would say things like, oh, well, Becky gets the mouth off or whatever, whatever, whatever. Not and Becky, so, though. It, it's always Becky. <laughs> so, you know, from Empire. So, okay. my mom, when I was little and even when I was grown, when we were in public, because I would say things like, oh, you know, like protective services or whatever. And anyways, she would, while we were in public, squeeze my hand mm-hmm. and she'd be like, because she knew people watching because mm-hmm. obviously we're in a in an environment mm-hmm. where we stand out no, because we stand out and we're an anomaly. Yep. She would squeeze my hand in a particular way where to this day she can still give me the look before she's going to squeeze my hand oh, yeah. and I stop. Yeah. To me, that's a level of mind control, right? Because there's a point as a child where in your mind, you're like, yo, I think I can take my parents. Mm -hmm. No, no, seriously. You know what I mean? You think you got them, right? And all they have to do is something like that when you think you're too grown to remind you that you're not grown. That's what he did. So think about it. He literally has a mind controlled 
one of the most powerful people in the world, which is the Olivia Pope. So in that moment, what he showed is in the same way that she even, even though she wasn't telling the truth, she was, and I'm jumping around, when she said to Jake, you're a lesser version of Fitz, which is actually true, and I couldn't make it work with him, how do you think I could make it work with you? It's the same way. If the two most powerful people, Olivia Pope and arguably Jake, being was at once command of B613, is afraid of Rowan, then everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. And the only time we ever saw anyone try was when the other dude who died, the other Olivia boyfriend, I can't remember his name, tried oh, yeah. to do oh, a coup White, yeah. and basically they killed Brian White and they killed Jake's ex-wife. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like even Huck is afraid of him. Yeah. So it shows that he has this level of it's like it's like um what's the other movie um uh, Kaiser Sose what's his name you know what I mean Kaiser in the in the Unusual Suspects you don't know Kaiser Sose yeah but do you I not know what I'm talking about yeah but um, it, it literally means that the legend is bigger than the actual person itself it's a, it's that there it's like the boogeyman it's like a boogie monster the only difference is the boogie monster is real yeah. and they know him and they live in his house. So I completely agree with you that that intellectually it's possible for someone to kill Rowan. The problem is unless they deal with their own demons, they can't. Because in that moment when he squeezed her hand in church, you saw, and, and this is going to sound effed up because I think that I feel almost like I've been betrayed. I'm like, oh, she's been abused. Because mm -hmm. before I wasn't feeling that. Before I was really feeling like, no, he's a parent, she's in a hard world, and she needs to know like it's a hard world out there and you different. That honestly, that's how I felt, and that's I felt how that they because it for of that, some episodes, yeah. because that's how, and I felt like that's viable. That you can't be all lovey huggy, whatever, whatever. When, when the cruel world can actually kill you, so you actually have to be a little tough in order to protect her. This episode, and specifically that scene in the church, I literally was like, and I'm gonna pick my words carefully. In a weird way, he's actually worse than Jake's dad because he's doing it with conscious intent. Mm -hmm. What I'll say about the whole hand squeeze and everything, I think that that might have been. <clears throat> well, I think I, I. Lord knows when I started crying. I, I think though, when the the hand squeezing no, happened, it was before. It was it was when she was reading Jake, like. But the Don't hand squeeze happened before. No, oh, you're right. You're totally I right. Started, yes. I started. I cried when she was reading Jake. I yeah. started tearing up during the hand squeeze, and I think the reason was. Because we finally had a moment. I, I, I'm just a sap, and I wanted Me to too. see her happy. It's not Same. about being normal yeah. or anything. It's mm -hmm. just. And uh, Sophia commented when we were watching, and Olivia was in that blue shawl looking mm -hmm. thing, and like the pure joy she had. Like, yeah. you know how you were in your election, like, oh, like the little <laughs> shudder she did? Mm -hmm. Just seeing that made me happy, and then just seeing them, even though I said, <clears throat> I said this plan isn't gonna work. Yeah. And Sophia said they should have anticipated that Rowan have some type, like you should yeah. have had some type of backup plan. Oh, what if this doesn't work? They should have had a backup plan. But when he squeezed her hand, and when I saw literally the dream being crushed yeah. in front of her, like it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. And then because Rowan is a genius and he does anticipate and said oh and if you tell him that I'm involved with this oh, I'll slit his throat too yeah. so when she's telling him or when she's telling Jake and breaking the news and just Jake trying to process and even though Jake in his heart of heart knows that something is up she sold it so well and mm -hmm. that hurt even more and then when she had to walk past Fitz I, everything about that scene just broke my heart I was laughing I was laughing because she went so extra she had she to, had to. I know. it had I to be to the I, I'm not saying she I'm not saying she had to why did that make you laugh it made me laugh because when she said do you know why uh, something and she's like do you know why I had a, a crazy moment where I thought about Regina King and Poetic Justice when she said and that's why I'm fucking somebody else okay. I had that moment well, I, I, I was laughing I so. can see how that came because I told <laughs> Sophia when they kept saying son if you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> when uh, uh, oh gosh what's Regina Field's husband Chris was referencing Kenya's new boyfriend and he was like I'm talking to Kenya so he's like and I'm talking to you son <laughs> I could so I get I get that I get how you can think so okay but 
<laughs> it just made me really emotional to see her having to go through that and then having to walk past and see Fitz as she's dealing with that. Like, it's just a reminder. So I couldn't make the Fitz thing work. And then I actually have something where it definitely could have worked. We could have been happy. And then my father gets involved and that can't work. You're like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? Every time I get involved with somebody, they get killed or they get taken away. What am I going to do? I don't want to be alone, Lord. I just think it's it's good. I, you know, when they were talking... If if this if she would have if she would have if if you know now that Jake is married married to this girl then so are you going to have the same cycle as Fitz where you're going to be in love with a man I who's about married that. it's like I, oh god give me a break no because I think that I think that's actually why she was choosing Jake. Because they're actually, even though, and when Jake said, like, we've done horrible things to each other, it's it's it still is a different situation. It it, it, it it still arguably, other than the fake spy, Vanessa, not Vanessa, but the other fake spy ex-wife, mm-hmm. he always chose her. Does that make sense? He didn't choose his career before her. He didn't choose his wife before her. There was never a time that he didn't choose her. There have been moments where even though Fitz and her have been in love, Fitz arguably chose other things. He chose his career, he chose mm-hmm. whatever. Do, do you mean how to say, like, I don't think she ever 100% felt like they could be together. At least for this episode, we felt like it was actually plausible. That they, they could actually be together. And see, I didn't I didn't feel that way only because there's this horrible man in the way named, I, I, named I, I, I am, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think that the reason that I need to hammer this home, and, and mm. maybe maybe it's because you were never an Olitz fan. No, wait, time out. I am. Okay, well, to me, what they did is, to me in this episode, and I'm sorry I have to curse because it's the only way I can know how to say this, they mind-fucked us. It's like we we are victims of Stockholm Syndrome. Like, literally, this show is 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 has enslaved us in this thing called Olit and then twisted it literally on its head that we were literally like, oh, we're buying Jake and Olivia. Mm-hmm. So we had been so, or at least me, I had was so crushed with the crushing of Olit that any hope of anything, I was literally like, I can't believe it because I have to believe it. <laughs> no, but really. I can't, I do you can't, mean, I have I can't to. believe do you mean, it. Right? So, so logic logic didn't play into it it was purely emotion so yes logically I understand what you're saying but in that emotional moment it was the first time we felt calm with Olivia it was the first time that there was any semblance of peace and then and I'm jumping around because my brain is scattered it jumps back to then Jake and Fitz in the White House where it's the first time that I honestly felt that Fitz was saying yo it's okay that you love her if it didn't work out with me, I'd actually rather it be you because yeah. at the end of the day, I know you love her and I know you will protect her. And I know that I know that you genuinely see her. You see the totality, even the fact that she just killed someone in cold blood with a metal chair. Do, do you see what I'm trying to say? And so because of that, what I felt is, and even though I didn't necessarily buy when he goes, do you still love her or you miss her? And he was like, oh, it's good to be free. Even though I didn't necessarily believe that, at least the articulation of it, I felt like, okay, well, then that's one pattern that's stopping. Yeah. Yeah, even if they move forward, somehow, even if somehow they come back to each other, it's almost starting anew. It's not the same old pattern. So I bought into it. And speaking of pattern stopping, it was another thing, like, we had a jaw drop moment when she actually chose Jake. Completely. Like, even that was a, a step in the right direction. We're making progress on the show as opposed to, I can't do this. And granted, we had yeah. it later on the episode but she was forced to because of Rowan so and you saw how much it hurt her yeah like it literally like she couldn't she couldn't stay like it it it, it devastated her and it devastated her because <clears throat> she had to go there and and it, to me to sell to, to sell it you have to you have to hit the truth she had to eat through him but I, I think yeah. I think too not only did it hurt her because she had to sell it it hurt her because just imagine if you're in love with somebody and like I think when when she was playing drunk I'm trying to hold on. Let me make sure I get this right. Either she was playing drunk. Whenever she had a conversation yeah. with him and she said, it hurts me to see you suffer. Uh-huh. It, yeah. Like yeah. that, just the fact that there's nothing she can do about it and yeah. that she's actually protecting him yeah. from dying, which is the ultimate suffer yeah. for him right now. Yeah. It was just deep on so many levels. Yes. The, ol- the only thing is what I, and I just thought about this right now, is part of that also, too, is the reason her dad was able to do that was going back even to when, um, uh, 
Remember when she was um, kidnapped and the person was talking? Remember how the person played her, mm-hmm. who ended up being her captor, and was like, "Yeah, because you like to save people." Yeah, it's there as well. When at the end of the day, no, give him the choice. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, if you're actually viewing him as a 100 percent equal, tell him. Do, and the funny thing is, like, I agree with that. You, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh! I, I agree with that because why couldn't have been? Why couldn't it have been? And granted, it was such a limited time, so now I'm going to yeah. talk. But I wish there could have been a way, some type of signal, and this would have worked if they had anticipated this. Mm-hmm. Some type of signal they could have given to say, oh, he's on to us. Completely. I'll fake this out, and then we can figure <laughs> out a way what's, to be what's, together what's after. The movie? the movie with, um, it's like De Niro, Pacino, Val Kilmer. Oh, um, um, oh God, I see the DVD poster. So, so anyway, yeah. so if you're listening, you'll know what movie it is. So at the end, remember when it, I think it's Val Kilmer's girlfriend, the feds are in the house and they call because they're trying to set him up. Mm. And she calls and she says something, she says a word off and he knows the feds are in the house. Uh, it's almost like you need, you know what I'm trying to say? It's mm. like you almost need to have something that only heat. Thank you so much, engineer. Yeah. It's the movie Heat. Oh. So literally like, and he, she gives him a cue and I always wonder why people don't do that. I think the problem is, is that she was so in fear mode that she couldn't even think quick enough. And I think that the problem is she's too good because she she delves in the world of of make believe and reality. That's actually what she did. She kind of lost herself in 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 the reading of him. And I think what made it worse is part of what she was saying was true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think she even got caught in that. Like she. To make it believable, she had to literally like jump into the truth of it. To and not that's only why. to not only make it believable for him, but yeah, for her. Completely. Okay, yeah. Completely. And that's that's why she was crushed. Man. I can't. No, because that's what that's the problem is. When people love you that much, think about it. They're the only people who are able to like hit at your real buttons but, to yeah. know what's really gonna make it. But I think what's worse is he didn't believe it. He didn't. Yeah. Because even standing on that altar, he was like, I don't believe it. Because at the end of the day, because they always had the connection, but in that house, they were able to connect differently that he literally was like, I don't know why you're doing this. Yeah. Because you, you can't convince me that what I know to be true isn't true. And what was also said, and I agree, um, you know, because every time she was going hard at him, he never once no. did what Joe Tory did to Aisha and Puncher um, <laughs> in Port of Justice. Uh, he's, you know, he really stood there and was like, no, 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 no. He really tried to talk some sense to her. The the sad part was when they were doing, when they were going over the vows, and he kept looking over to Ike, like, are you really going to make me, like, it was just a moment of that sad little boy Jake hearing or watching his dad or you know what I'm saying but then this is where it gets even more confusing and more more gray area this man gave him the power to kill his dad like think about it Mm. this man gave him the power on some levels to get rid of that demon Mm. there is no way there is no amount of logic that could allow you not to think it's not your fault that your, that your sister was in the situation. Regardless of what I just said in terms of the fact that he was a child, whatever, so forth and so on. As an adult, you are going to blame yourself. Mm-hmm. The fact that, and think about it, that's why he goes into the military, so forth and so on. The fact that regardless of whether or not this man abused you, and I mean this man, i.e. Rowan, mm-hmm. he gave you the strength and the wherewithal to walk into that house and go, doot, doot. And, you, and then what did Rowan say? What's the phrase? He goes, there is no redemption here. There may be no redemption here, i.e. in terms of what happened in the past, but at least there is redemption in terms of moving forward. So that bond is going to be hard to break mm-hmm. because on some levels he gave him some level of vindication. I can't even with this. Like I, The whole I could, thing is just a mind. And it totally makes sense. Them just, seeing them eat breakfast together, the chicken. I mean, it, it all, all makes sense totally now. Makes yeah. sense now. And maybe that's this, and the son. How he's always son. like son, yeah. And son. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to you, son. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, as you can see, we thought it was a great episode. If you uh, think we missed anything, which we may have, but if you think we missed anything, we can continue that on social media. Um, does anybody have any news and gossip? No. Um, oh, I mean, um, we would love to talk to you guys online about confirmation. I have not oh, seen it yes. yet. I am planning to watch it this weekend. Yes. I've seen a couple of your tweets. So if you are realizing why we have not responded back, it is because uh, at least the two of us, Emil and I, have not watched it. But you can also actually tweet Cornelia because she actually has watched it. We talked about it a little bit on uh, Happy, Happy Hour, Hour Shot yeah. of Conversation. Yeah, episode 29, Hella Cool Concoction. And 
if you want to watch Confirmation, HBO will be free this weekend. They have Confirmation coming out. Ooh, um, Game of Thrones. Are they Game, of Thrones Game of Thrones. And Beyonce's Lemonade, whatever it is. Hopefully it is amazing. Yes, Camille made a really good prediction on Happy yeah, Hour about that, so, so we'll see. We'll see, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a big weekend for HBO, and I... Are you... Gotta figure out when I'm gonna watch it now. Are huh? you actually interested in watching Confirmation, or are you just watching it? Oh, oh I mean, I totally well, am well, interested. I talked, to, I talked about it briefly on Happy yeah. Hour, but I was essentially <laughs> one years old when the whole he thing was, was going one. down. So I actually am interested because it's gonna be <laughs> kind of me learning about it and then wanting to research more about it. So yeah, I am interested, and of course, I'm supporting Kerry Washington. And just there's so many players in that. Yeah. I just want to see it for sure. It's it's a it's a pivotal part of our history, let alone our judicial history. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much love almost everything that HBO does, so mm-hmm. it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and go into predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, so I'll start. It, it this episode I thought was so great. Um, I'm just going to continue to not predict so that I can just enjoy the future episodes regardless of what I see in the previews for next week. (laughs) I just want to just say, you know, so far so great and let's keep it going. Ditto. I feel like we're reading the same memo. Like, because I, I know exactly where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hinted um, about Rowan um, needing to be killed in the series finale. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, I saw an interview about about two weeks ago where she said uh, that Grey's Anatomy literally can and basically will go on forever. Meaning that, like, you know, they're at eleven seasons. They have a lot more. They have a lot more time where they could just keep going. She says, however, Scandal actually does have an ending. Um, and um, and obviously she wouldn't tell when it is. Episode six. I mean, season six. Yeah. I, so I think next season is it. Mm-hmm. It has. It has. Yeah. To the be Twitterverse it. has yeah. been blowing that yeah, up. Yeah. Season six. Yeah. Season six has to be it. And um, yeah. and I cast to go. Ooh, not just burp, Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, uh, let us know what your predictions are. And even though Cornelia is not here, make sure you let us know who you think the cold piece of the week is and tweet her directly. And you can include us in it, but mm-hmm. still, hashtag cold piece. Yes. Um, so, yeah, where can we find you guys on social media? You can find me on all social media, social media, including Snapchat at Bam Erickson. And if you want to check out our podcast, Happy Hour, A Shot of Conversation, make sure to follow us at Happy Hour underscore TV. You can listen to that on iTunes. And if you want to talk to me directly at Sophia Stanley, Twitter and Facebook at the Sophia Stanley on Instagram. And obviously we would be remiss if we did not close this podcast with an homage to one of the baddest sexiest mofos there is and ever was the musical genius the icon prince yes I, indeed can i believe it i have a story so i've heard him sing uh this song live right um it was at a party and so prince is singing live and eddie murphy and johnny Gula are right next to me singing purple rain it was like the best moment to hear prince singing and then have these two and they just just all three of them together plus with prince it was just great oh my goodness well he will for sure be missed um you can find me at email and junior and at email and junior 31 on snapchat guys we had a great time Cornelia. we miss you and hopefully next week will be another amazing episode we'll see you same time same place next week yeah can we jack up the volume of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 